from Plant Lab in Austin, Texas. This is Stacker News Live. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Stacker News Live. We're enjoying Thanksgiving week here in Austin. Keon, how's your week? Gobble gobble. Um, <laughs> gobble it's gobble. Pretty, it's it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I like the holidays a lot. Um, I don't know. It, uh, Austin slows down a bit, which is nice. Um, I like like fall weather. You know, excessive amounts of eating is always nice. Uh, I wish I hadn't gotten yeah. fat leading up to the holidays, but. Uh, uh, but that's it. But I I love it. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we were just talking about like taking time off and like what that feels like. Um, and uh, I had mentioned I was like, yeah, if I don't force myself to take days off, like I won't. I'll just keep working every day. And um, yeah. yeah, I yeah, I don't I don't know if that's I don't know if that's actually bad. I mean, it definitely feels like there's a bit of diminishing productivity, like. Um, I don't like, I don't know the last day, like last day I didn't work at all. It was probably, it was probably like months ago. Um, maybe not, maybe, no, maybe more like a month to six weeks ago. And I think there is something where you're like at the end of your, like your candle wick and you are, and you're not getting as much output for every minute you put in because you're just, you haven't recharged fully. But on the other hand, it's, I like, don't, you get in such a habit, a pattern of working that like, you don't know what else to do. Like, I think about, fr- I think about friends who like travel. Yeah. Like like their leisure time, like their life is primarily leisure. And it just sounds so lame to me. Like, I just like to be, <laughs> I just, I just like to be, I like to be, you know, putting stuff into the world. I just watched this clip from, um, Steve Jobs on Twitter where he was like it was like it was that clip where he says the moment you realize the world is just made by other people just like you who are like no more gifted or whatever than you are is the moment you can begin like ha- like imparting an impact on the world and actually like molding it into what you want and like that what's more interesting than that I don't know uh yeah it's, not yeah. N- not traveling not sitting on a beach uh, sharing pictures of it on Instagram, hoping people find me interesting because I, I can I can relocate my body to another physical location. Like I don't like what I don't know. I think I think there's just yeah. I think I think builders are just built different. You know, like I I, I didn't I didn't I didn't know that I could have an impact on the world around me until you know last year. Like, but before then I was just like a a fiat millennial just like enjoying the the easy life and like not really doing anything just stacking sats and like there's nothing wrong with that it's just like after you you, you start realizing that you can actually make a uh, you can start bending the world the way you want it it's uh it becomes addicting uh, at least for me yeah i mean it's even if you're even if like you're not like i don't feel great like i'm great at it but i it's really enjoyable just uh like life is like a like a video game a little bit. Like it's it's yeah. like the it's like the OG video game. Like you're you're like you're level. You can level up. Like you can yeah like you, you can, really you can. can yeah get enough uh, get enough mushrooms. You can, you can actually get a whistle and then just go straight to level seven if you want to. If you're really smart. 
<laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you got to you, you get get some cheat codes or something. Some yeah. people got those. Yeah. Uh, before we get into it, what oh, are, yeah. what are you thankful for this year? Uh, what am I thankful for? Um, yeah. I think I'm thankful for my community the most, and and the people I get to work with every day at Pleb Lab. The Mexican um, community is that? No, I mean like just like Austin, <laughs> just, just like Austin. I know Greater Austin, Texas, and then um, yeah, just the amount of like just this, the, every day. It's just the uh, momentum is just going and going. It's building, it's building, and I never like when I worked at a corporation, like it 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 wasn't all one mission, like with one dream in mind. But when I work at Plub Lab, it feels like a mission. Like we're all going towards this mission. Um, and and even though we're all working in different things and all doing diff- totally different like segments of the of the space, like it it just all feels like it's one unified. There's something to be said about that, man. It's it's like it's a better version of what like of what maybe a, a decentralized <laughs> like real world community should like look like or like be like. I don't know. Um, yeah. I know what you mean. It's like great. To, it's like great to have a a tribe or and like a purpose you share with people. I think people have found that in a variety of ways. Like I think, I mean, I think most of us live with that as like part of our our life for a long time. And I think it's only recently people have kind of lost that like group identity, that like strong group identity, that strong tribe. Um, where most people have like very tenuous connections with their family and stuff. Now it's like, there is no, there really isn't much of a tribe anymore. And it's nice to find that um, in Bitcoin and in Austin. Yeah. That's what I'm thankful for. What are you thankful for? I don't know. I really struggle with this one. I think, I mean, I'm like thankful for everything. I mean, like most of the things I think about, I'm like really, I'm really glad that uh, they're there. I don't like a, I I was like I, someone asked this on Stacker News uh, yesterday, and I said I was thankful for Bitcoin because I don't know, like I'd probably be working on like machine learning or something right now, which is not the same. I'm also thankful. I'm thankful for like information in general. Like I think I'd be kind of bored um, without like all of this, inf- like all the stored information that people have like collected over the years, just like books. And I mean, all of it's online too, but like, I think that I'm really thankful for that, but really just ever, I'm thankful just to be alive <laughs> and that, the, and that I, and that I might be alive longer, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Information is powerful, man. It's, um, it's, I think it, especially these days, it's, 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 it's on the same, I would even say it's more important than, um, than, than money than fiat information yeah 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 it's definitely it's definitely something i don't i don't it's definitely a cool a cool thing um anyway yeah, let's give uh, the top yeah. five stories of the week the top four uh, f- top five stories of the week on yeah. stacker news the top story is this post about uh el salvador bitcoin sanity writes how and why they're gaslighting you about supporting el salvador and bitcoin um, this was pretty good. Uh, it's, uh, apparently Bitcoin Sanity is a native Salvadorian. Um, they grew up in El Salvador. I don't know where they are now, but they bas- they're basically saying, you know, Bukele has done a lot of good for El Salvador 
And thinking of him as a dick, like calling him a dictator, you know, might be is in his opinion is wrong. Um, he's responding specifically to something Vitalik wrote, I guess, um, saying that Bitcoin maximalists need to like stop supporting Bukele because he's a dictator. Alex Gladstein, I think, has shared a similar perspective, but uh, he says it's just in in general what it is is like Western condescension, thinking that you know these people living in this third world country who are you know poor and uneducated have been brainwashed by Bukele into thinking he's not a dictator. He kind of goes into like the history of El Salvador, the, like their political history, like some of the, some, like how you know, the murder rate, he talks about how his, uh, someone, he, he had a neighbor who was killed on his front, on his own front, on his own front porch. Um, and how bad the murders and stuff were there before Bukele stepped in. Some of the missteps Bukele made in terms of optics, doesn't really have anything bad to say about Bukele in general. It's also just, it's, it's really well written, uh, you know, clearly not, not, not uneducated, um, you know, assuming he's actually El Salvadorian, um, you yeah, know, pretty, think, pretty fun to read. Yeah. I think, I think when it comes to like, you know, people try to take shots at, um, at, uh, I guess, political figures of a sort. It's always best just to, like, stick to the facts, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, everybody's going to have an opinion. Everybody's going to have a way they feel about a certain individual. But if you, like, stick to the facts, it, it's, like, he was, he was he became the new president on June 1st, 2019. There was two main parties at the time. He, there was a left-wing FMLN and the conservative arena uh, that had dominated politics in El Salvador over the past three decades. He represented the Ghana National Alliance, an ultra-conservative party. And then when he got elected, the homicide rates, murders in El Salvador had dropped by as much as 60% since he became president. And people say at the time that it was because he had a non-aggression deal between parts of the government and the gangs. Um, the party, Nuevas Ideas, basically like new ideas, um, were, were one. And, and this is where I think it, it comes down to like when you have an initiative like Bitcoin that's being built in a country like El Salvador that has seen... Tremendous amount of like just corruption throughout decades and, and years and even hundreds of years going back to as far as like the 1890s and, and like in the 1979, like when they had the, uh, the coup d'etat. So like that's what I'm trying to say. Like there's a lot more here that most Americans do not know about. I, I was lucky enough to actually write a whole research paper on El Salvador when they adopted Bitcoin like last year when this all this happened. So I like I have it on Thriller. I'll post it in the, in the notes there. But when it comes to like tearing down political, you know, uh, people, it's always best to stick to the facts, man. It's like it, it, you can, it's so easy to um, paint somebody in a different light. Uh, but if you just stick to the facts and like what, what, what have they done? What are they doing? Um, and like, yeah, that's how I look at it. I, I definitely do see a lot of dissension going on right now in the Bitcoin space where people are attacking the man, uh, the figure, and not sticking to the facts. And that's that's where you kind of get into a, a whole of uh, other extremes that you can start uh, you know, throwing opinions around it and, and rumors and stuff. And it just becomes, um, it, becomes a, it, becomes a, it becomes much more difficult to have a real conversation when it starts getting in that, that space, so. That's a great point, yeah. I think, I mean, I think based on what I've heard, and I, I, don't, I don't know much about this at all, so my opinion is like, 
not not really a valid one. But uh, based on the the facts that I've heard, it seems it seems like Bukele has done good for El Salvador. Um, and I like I don't even like I, I know so little. I don't even know what the definition of a dictator is. But like my 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 read on him in interviews is that he's a uh, a smart person who has uh empathy and is doesn't appear selfish he he seems based to me um like as a human being uh she doesn't mean a whole lot but uh yeah i don't i don't know uh I, something kind of interesting is bitcoin sanity reached out to me on twitter and he's like hey do you mind that i wrote this on stacker news because i shared it on twitter after i wrote it and it apparently had, there was like a huge, like it drove a bunch of traffic to the site. Uh, there was like a bunch of controversy around it. I guess a bunch of people trying to argue with them. Um, at least people on Stacker News seem to primarily agree. Uh, and, and, and it comes them. down to the writing itself, right? Like this is where Stacker News wins every time. It's like, who's upvoting it? Like it's a top news, of the, uh, news item of the week. And that's because there's another great, you know, we'll talk about it later, but there's other great news items. But this original content that somebody's giving you an alternative uh, message to what's being said on Twitter, um, you can kind of start telling like who's 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 reading Twitter for their news and who's actually you know sticking to um, opinionated pieces and more well thought out ideas on uh, on another platform. Uh, it's it's becoming uh, apparent these days, even more so than it was like uh, three months ago. Um, and I don't know if it's a 140 character limit that's caused this or. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I foresee this happening more and more where you start seeing this divergence between two different, um, social platforms, right? Like one that is like, doesn't have a, a, a mechanism in place that can measure, uh, great conversation. Right. Uh, and then another one that is just like a tweet or a like an influence that has, doesn't mean anything, uh, because those aren't real people in a real space, if that makes sense. Like it's, um. But maybe I'm going too hard <laughs> right now. No, I mean, but, I uh, think, but I think you're speaking to something, you know, the re the reasons why this might be in like conversations like this might be an issue on Twitter might be like, you know, multidimensional. There's a lot, there's a lot going on, a lot of differences. Um, I think the 140 character or the 280 character limit is a, is a factor. It's very hard to provide context and like deep thoughts in on Twitter. It, you know, very people have very people are used to only reading headlines on Twitter of stories that get posted and responding to that. There's like a culture of uh, limited attention span, and then additionally, there's uh, there's really not much at stake on Twitter. Uh, people, you know, while some people are using the real identities, other people aren't. So in your identity is enough isn't really at stake. So. There's a bunch of stuff, but I thought this was a, a well-written piece. Nice to hear from someone who is uh, allegedly from El Salvador and what their point of view is on it. I haven't heard. I mean, all I've heard is bad about Bukele is that he's been called a dictator and that there are people who disagree with him. Um, you know, we have we have uh, elected presidents of the United States that get called dictators and over 50 percent of the country disagree with them. So I don't like I don't know. You know, don't trust verify with all this stuff, but uh, um, you know, I, I, I'm 
I'm pr- I'm like inclined to believe that Bukele is not a bad actor personally. But yeah, and then also too, you got to think too. Like, I mean, no government's perfect, right? Like, um, we have a constitution that's not even followed these days. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, what does that say about uh, our, our government? And I love America, right? Um, but like, uh, it's like you know, go fix your home first before you start complaining about somebody else's. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, it's really it's on some level it's none of our business. I remember when we went to like a couple of years ago I went to Brazil and spent a couple of weeks in Brazil and we were talking to uh someone who lived there that was friends with my wife. Um and uh they really don't want any they don't care at all what we think of Brazil or Brazilian politics or what they should do. They're actually the most most people who are in these countries are fed up of uh people from countries like the United States thinking they know what's best um, for their country. And, you know, then, and so I, you know, just butt out of it, really. I mean, like, let, like they'll uh, trust the people to figure out uh, their country um, and, you know, support them however you can, I guess, in, in making uh, the right decisions. But anyway, I thought this was a great, a great post and really nice to see. Um, it's from Stacker. Bitcoin Sanity? Bitcoin yeah. sanity. Yeah, definitely post more El Salvadorian posts. I would love to hear like a day in the life over there. That'd be cool. Yeah, I think he's out now, but... Um, oh, okay. Yeah, maybe, I, we definitely have a lot of El Salvadorians on Stacker News, so maybe some of them will come out of the woodwork now. Uh, the next top story is another original content uh, post. This is great. This was shared by Jameson Lop on Twitter, but it's, it's basically a breakdown of... Uh, the dominance of lightning implementations on or the proportions of lightning implementations on in in lightning uh the kind of crescendo here is that lnd comprises uh slightly over 90 percent of all lightning implementations using uh the methodology that Heisenberg used uh, to determine the lightning implementation. What he does is he looks at uh, the CLTV, the CLTV delta that is broadcast in gossip messages um, by each of the lightning node implementations, and each of the lightning node implementations defaults to a different CLTV delta. And so, if you look at the gossip messages, um, you can you can kind of get a rough ballpark of uh the the dominance of certain lightning implementations and uh, it appears you know most of our assumption that lnd is dominating is true um apparently there's been other studies that have that have uh, had similar results and then core lightning makes up about seven percent and then eclair uh makes up about uh two percent uh you know, really cool, like original content. Like I don't, I, I don't know where I would have, where I would have got this information. And I've been curious about this myself, but lack the like, uh, I guess like desi- like the, the strong desire to do research like this. It just isn't, isn't uh, something 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 I'm prone to do. But really cool. Was, There's some other things. I thought it yeah, was interesting too how the how they broke down like L and D, Core Lightning, Eclair, and like what are the main use cases for them. Um, I thought it was very fascinating. Like, I, I didn't even know Eclair was mainly used for corporations who are trying to build larger, uh, 
lightning channels. Um, and they also talk about LED being the, the very easy API to, to use and, and access for a lot of people that are building. Uh, Core Lightning, uh, it, it was described as being stable um, and um, apps within apps, I, I think it was. I forget the exact quote, but yeah, dude, this more of this stuff just for like the, just for a basic understanding of uh, the breakdown of, of these different implementations is good. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was excellent as well. Um, the Some of the other data they bring out is like the average number of channels per um, implementation running. Uh, you can kind of see here that Eclair on average has a lot more channels. So that would that would be kind of consistent with the point of view that a, a lot of like larger, perhaps larger entities are using Eclair. I mean, they also have the largest uh, Lightning node on on the Lightning network, um, like their own, like the authors of Eclair uh, run the async um, Lightning node, and they they're also responsible for the Phoenix wallet, and they have tons and tons and tons of channels. So I imagine that's dominating the average. I'd be probably I'd be more interested actually in seeing the median than the average to get a better idea of what's actually going on, given that uh, outliers are likely to bias this quite a bit. But then you can see Core Lightning has quite a few channels, also suggesting that there may be um, a very large Core Lightning nodes out there. And then LND I on my home my home Lightning node, I just connect to Stacker News. Like I have one channel uh, with it. I run LND, but I have one channel. And then Stacker News is Lightning node. I think it maybe has like 30 channels right now. Um, so not a whole bunch. Uh, but yeah, really, really cool. Um, people, I mean, a lot of people are interested in this. Again, Loft shared it on Twitter. Uh, I got to get him on for an AMA. And then we've had uh, someone else like really desperate to find out who Heisenberg is on Twitter so that they can like reach out to them and follow them. Um, hmm. Yeah, but ex excellent. Excellent post. Yeah. Two back-to-back -back, um, Stacker News posts, man. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, some of the comments, uh, KR asked about LDK. And LDK is kind of uh, apparently doesn't include default parameters. So there's no really like there's no real there's no real fingerprint for someone running an LDK node. Um, I think Tony Giorgio stepped in here somewhere and said um let's see oh no it was null count uh non lnd users are more likely to match the lnd defaults for opsec and that's a good point like these are these are very rough numbers like lots of people could be running eclair and core lightning nodes and just uh using lnd defaults to hide what implementation they're using from the network so yeah. Still, really, really cool. Uh, the next top story is an AMA for Hodel and Not, uh, who is a self-declared taco pleb and uh, the editor of Citadel 21. Um, I don't know if you got any questions. Yeah, I asked, I asked some questions. He didn't answer them. I think he, he had stepped off by then. But uh, yeah, I really want to know his favorite taco. I didn't know that uh, he was the one that started the whole torch thing. I didn't know that. Um, oh, the lightning torch a few yeah, years ago? Yeah. 
Yeah, he goes, how has, the, how has Lightning improved since the torch? He goes, much more stable, thicker channels, overall liquidity is higher. Uh, projects like Breeze have made streaming sats and running a self-custodial Lightning wallet easy. Um, so it was like a lot of little interesting little tidbits on the past couple of years. I didn't know he had his hands on. I was like, wow, well, look at that. Uh, he's such a he's he's so revered in in the lightning space and in the Bitcoin space. It's um, it always makes me wonder like who is this guy? Have I met him before? Like mm-hmm. all the, all this stuff or she? I mean, I, for all I know, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, I think we know their identity given the the lawsuit with oh uh, really oh. yeah. Uh, I, w- I was glad to see there wasn't that many. I didn't see that many uh, fake Toshi uh, questions. It's good to see he has. Uh, the people have moved on from that somewhat. Uh, yeah, it was it was a great AMA. It was, it's good to see getting some of these people on on Sacker News because uh, I, I don't think we get too many plebs on Sacker News. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, cool. definitely brings in the pleb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh what are so some of the other questions just to go over a few uh ellen123 asks how did it feel to take down fake toshi uh hodl not says it felt really good to win but there's an appeal pending yeah. and there's also a trial in the uk no um, so that's apparently not over um he's very good on opsec lots of people asking him about uh Hardware wallet usage, and he's like, "I'll never oh, tell yeah. you anything about my setup." It's like, what hardware wallet? If you own Bitcoin, what is Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for the community. <laughs> uh, he's uh, Ke- Kevin Ruka asked him, "Who do you learn most from in the Bitcoin space?" And he says he learns most from the plebs, and uh, because of all their different perspectives and and journeys and stuff, and then just interacting them on Twitter. Um, and then he also shouts out Gigi and Giacomo. Um, Giacomo? Yeah, specifically. Giacomo, is that how you say it? Yeah. I'm not Italian. Forgive me. <laughs> uh, my, I, asked him, I asked him what his favorite article ever published on Citadel Oh, 21 interesting. What was it? Was uh, why the yuppie elite dismissed Bitcoin, which is a great one. I, I tend to share that one a lot because lots of people that, are. That used of, to be me. <laughs> did, oh, a yuppie elite? I was an elite though, but I was a yuppie. You consider yourself a yuppie? At, yeah, before Bitcoin, I was definitely. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Oh dang. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call. I probably would identify as a yuppie. I probably still am. Would identify <laughs> as a yuppie. I, uh, well, like, you're, I feel, you're anti, I feel you're soft. anti Airbnb, so you're definitely not a yuppie. <laughs> That's true. That's pretty suggestive of yuppie. Uh, this one by Commodore. This one, Commodore Twenty One. Um, I haven't read this one, so I'm going to I bookmark that and I'll read that one soon. But a great AMA. Thanks for stopping by, Hoddle or not, and congrats on the win. Wait, have you added bookmarks to um, to Stacker News? Oh, no, I, no oh, not a Stacker wait. News bookmark. Oh, okay. I was like, I heard you say bookmark. I was like, wait a second. Uh, this should be news. Uh, yeah, okay. not yet. It'll happen okay. eventually. Okay. Uh, the next top story is uh, Michael Atwood, the founder of Oshi and, or- and current organizer of Austin Bitcoin Club, stopped by for another AMA. We had him like, I don't know if you remember, we had him like yeah. like a year ago or something. Yeah, this is second AMA. He might be the only one with two AMAs. So, well, Kevin Rook sets up these AMAs and uh, I think Kevin had forgotten that Michael had come on for an AMA and 
And I saw I, like it was in my calendar that this AMA was happening. And I was like, uh, Kevin, Michael's already been on for an AMA. And he's like, oh. <laughs> like my bad. Yeah, basically. But uh, I mean, you know, since since Michael's last AMA, he's raised money for Oshi from none other than uh, 1031. And uh, yeah, and has taken over Austin Bitcoin Club uh, from UCAR. And what? What do you mean? We gave you it used to. Him. to we gave it I know him. you. Yeah. I know he didn't. I didn't say he like it wasn't a coup or anything. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, I was like, you, uh... you, you gifted it to him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, so, so yeah, a lot Michael, has changed. From yeah, him. Michael. Uh, Michael had. Uh, Michael used to be a big part of Austin Bitcoin Club, and um, and so at, me and Kyle. Everybody knows the story by this point. Me and Kyle at, felt at the time it was like, okay, we're gonna go do Pleblot full time and. That's a whole nother like community in its own, just just from the developer space. So it was like, okay, we need to really focus on that. And uh, I think it's paid off for both of us. I think when I look at Pleblab and see how much it's grown, and I look at Austin Bitcoin Club and see how much it's grown, it's uh, it's it's very much needed where it needs to be like somebody's full time, if not part time job. So, yeah, yeah, totally. And it you know it fits well with with what Michael does. He is. Yeah, he is a sort of a a pleb whisperer, um, and uh, if it's well with like Oshi too, it just makes a bunch of sense for Michael. Um, uh, I would if it. you want to, yeah, to run it, mm-hmm. and if you want to learn more about like uh, point of sale, kind of merchant adoption and stuff, I highly recommend reading this AMA. Michael, he's a uh, probably it. thinks about it. Yeah, Michael thinks about it more than than probably anyone. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are people who think about it at least as much, but uh, he's he's really good at it and very open and easy to talk to. And you can see here his answers. Um, most of his answers are longer than the the questions. So um, yeah, he because it's I, because he sits at the intersection of like 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 lightning um, adoption and then and then local small medium sized businesses and then their payment systems. Like he sits like in all those. He's like you know, steering traffic. It, it's, it's interesting how he's able to you know, have these different modules in his head about all these different things. And he's kind of an expert at it at this point. There's, there's no one better at yeah. it than at it than, than him, in my opinion. Yeah. Really curious to see, uh, what becomes of Oshi. Um, really, really, we, we've all been bullish on Michael for a long time. So uh, great to have him on for another AMA. Uh, we'll move on. Uh, the next up story is uh, the maturation of Lightning. This was a post written by Roy, or by Roy, who is the CEO of Breeze. Um, you know, in summary, he basically says that uh, Lightning is maturing. It's going from a, a kind of an AOL stage where you kind of had these mo- like AOL. Like you can kind of imagine if you're familiar with AOL, it was like kind of this monolithic internet application that kind of did everything. It, it did all your messaging. It was a web browser. Um, it, you got your email on it. Uh, basically did everything you wanted. You, you didn't have any specialization. Just AOL did it all for you. And then the internet matured. And now you began to have, you know, search application or companies dedicated to search and then companies dedicated to messaging and then companies dedicated to the browser, et cetera. Companies dedicated to the ISP. And, uh, that was suggestive of um, like uh, 
developmental progress in the internet was the fact that it became appealing enough that people could begin focusing and specializing on things. And he's saying that Lightning is undergoing this process too. And he kind of gives a bunch of examples of companies emerging because I think Roy and Breeze have been in this space uh, since, you know, since the very beginning of Lightning. And so they've seen, you know, the AOL type companies where they're building kind of everything that you could possibly build for Lightning. And now they're, he's beginning to see the emergence of kind of more specific things getting built and was a really good point. Really hit home for me. I think it definitely appears true. I love the analogies he uses. He uses the analogies of also, uh, you know, like uh, a cheat, a, a, uh, like a merchant, like a shepherd family who would produce a number of goods. Like le- he says, leather, milk, cheese, meat, sausages, and that that shepherd family would do all of those things and sell them at the market. And now today, like because we're more sophisticated. The shepherd family just focuses on raising sheep and then other people produce the milk and other people produce the cheese and other people produce the leather. Um, and we all get like as a consumers, we get a much better product. And um, because everyone focused on their individual thing is doing such a better job than the shepherd family could do it at all of them. So um, I thought it was I thought it was really good. Yeah, I read it too. I, I thought it was interesting that he he really didn't touch on it too much. I mean, he mentioned like El Salvador, Bitcoin Beach, but uh, like he was talking about how the infrastructure, you know, with Voltage and some of these other um, Lightning uh, uh, services. Uh, but then he also did touch on like it, like it also needs like a real world infrastructure in place as well too. And he kind of touched on all those things. I, I, I literally see it like, very, 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 very similar, right? Like inside of PubLab, we've been talking about this whole application thing that's going to be built off here. And, uh, you know, we're ready for the application era of Lightning. And I, I think you, I think you need a, uh, I think you need some type of infrastructure in place, you know, whether it be in Austin or, or somewhere where that can, that can kind of happen. I, I think it can be done online. And I think we've seen it with Bolt.Fun and what they've been able to do is just incredible. But there's something to be said where people can go and get, and think and and actually like make um, game changing things for lightning and um, we'll, we'll get into the next top story that kind of proves that. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, great, great post from Roy and uh, he always I posts would... all the time. It's always cool to see his post. Yeah, is he he writes really well and he always he does a really good job with analogies, which I I find my brain is like very susceptible. Uh, to analogies like it it loves analogies so i really enjoy his posts usually um uh, the next top story is your your top story of the week which is what you were just talking about which is uh mutiny developed a full lightning node running in a web browser they basically got ldk uh to compile to wasm and uh got it to the point where you could actually run a lightning node and open a lightning channel and uh, make payments with it. And in this video here from Ben on Twitter, he, uh, he posts, uh, paying for an op return. Um, why is it your top story car? I, I think, um, uh, I think this is, I think this might be the most important story of the year, man. Uh, at least on this show. Um, you know, yeah, maybe not like the most important of Bitcoin, or whatever, but I think of, of like the show, if we're doing like SNL, I don't know. Are we going to do like an SNL top five of the year for us or something at the end of the year? Should we? 
Maybe it's not should. a bad idea. Maybe. Yeah, we can get like a, a bottle of champagne, maybe some apple cider for you. <laughs> I, I think, I, I think if, yeah, I think, I think honestly, like if we do an SNL top five stories of the year, like what's my number one? It's this one. And, and I think most people don't really understand like what just happened here, but you could potentially bring a private sovereign buying experience to a global audience. So that means anybody with a web browser can, um, can can go on lightning now and like i mean not yet they haven't released it yet but like you know what i mean like it's it's that important and i think when we when the whole nostr thing was kind of cool too right it was like encrypted dms and stuff like that i just i just think like and we were just kind of talking about it with the whole infrastructure in the in the real world like you know a, a lot of these guys work out of club club right and they were up till like two three in the morning several nights in a row man i would see them i'd be like oh my god these are the people that change the world, right? It's like it's like these guys, it's like Carmen, Paul, and Tony. It's like they go out and do great things and change the world, and they they move it in a different direction. Um, now, now I might just be like you know hyping this up or whatever, and I you know I don't want to do that because everybody knows I do that in general. But I will say to me, seeing how hard they worked, seeing what they've been able to accomplish, and then seeing this lightning node run inside the freaking browser crazy man it's crazy yeah did you yeah. think did you think at the beginning of the year you're going to see a lightning node right inside a browser i mean i know people had been talking about it for a long time like i remember i don't know it was probably like a year ago that uh i think rose beef was talking about that lnd really wanted to get something like this uh built and done i don't know i don't know where that ended up at I, maybe maybe they did get to some to some level of uh of development there. Um, but I, you know, I, I do, I, I, like, I didn't, I don't think I did expect it to be running in a browser. I'm not, you know, and I'm not sure I, I can see the potential of something like this. And, um, I, I'd be really curious to talk to, uh, the mutiny team about it and where they, like what they see it being used for and like what, cause, cause they have a better handle on what the limitations are because there are, you know there are there are probably trade offs with running a node in a browser versus like a long run a, a browser a browser tab uh, versus running it in a in a um, a long running long lived process on your computer in a program or whatever. Um, but I do see this as cool. Uh, yeah, and, it's really cool. Uh, it's not yeah. something you see every day. Like it's literally no. not something I had. A, didn't have this on my bingo card this year. Uh, and it's it's but but like you look at this and it I'm not saying it's a direct uh, result of things but it is it's like you know you had like all this you know communistic type of uh, things going on earlier this year in Canada you know and then the Bitcoiners fight back and and then you see something else happen and Bitcoiners fight back and then it results in something like Mutiny Web it's like everything has uh, has a, it's a balance right it's like bad good it's it just keeps swinging back and forth and it's uh it's fascinating man it's fascinating to see like this kind of um this kind of initiative happen and then now anybody can uh go and use lightning just like on the web dude so cool no it's very cool i mean i'm i think my overall uh like sentiment is i'm like very impressed that they got it uh this far um and yeah, it's awesome. And I'm looking forward to seeing them continue to work together because they're like, they're an awesome team. So 
Do you think they win the the Bitcoin prize for Bolt.fun? I mean, I don't know. I know that there's been a bunch of people have been posting all their pitches on on Stacker News. I've seen a few of them at least. And it seems like it seems like there are a bunch of people who built stuff this year. I don't I haven't gone through and 65. Like watched there's them like all. 65. That's 65. crazy. Yeah, dude. That's absolutely crazy. That's why Bolt.fun's so, so important, dude. So important what they did, Johns and Ed. Like you should have them on. Have you had them on yet? Uh AMA? oh, for an AMA, yeah, yeah, we did an AMA with them. Oh, you did? Okay. I, I think at the beginning of Bolt Fun, we did an AMA okay. with them. Yeah, yeah, it was a good AMA. Um, yeah, really cool. Uh, like I, I can't wait to like mess around with it and then, uh, you know, he- hear more about what the guys think about. It. I hadn't even watched their pitch video for it. I imagine it includes demos like this, but, um, yeah, freaking really freaking cool. I mean, like you can imagine a future where applications like Stacker News or whatever run on the web. And I don't know if you saw Car, but like shortly after this was released, uh, Jack Dorsey from Twitter was was tweeting a lot about like uh, I think I think what he said was uh, mobile OS that that web web app only or something is kind of what is what he said. And uh, I mean, I don't know if it was like a direct result of this. But we know yeah. that Jack is Jack is like kind of secretly plugged into everything that's happening in Bitcoin and Lightning. Yeah, um, it'd be cool to see what. Um, yeah, yeah, and we we talk about them a lot, right? Like, it would be interesting to see like his thoughts on it, like because um, I'm sure they were thinking about this back then, right? Like in in the early 2000s, like didn't Steve Jobs come out and say like when they first announced the iPhone, it was going to be web app only, and then they end up having to go through the App Store. So I'd like maybe we're at that place again. Maybe that's yeah. what Jack's saying. Maybe. Yeah, like it's time to cycle back. What like web applicate web the web has matured enough to support that vision. Um, it's certainly yeah. more open than any app store is. So yeah, we're seeing it with like sites like Figma, right, and, and all these other things. So it's in, standards are in place finally. Yeah, we're getting there. Um, now we really have a cool. Lightning. Now we have a lightning node. In a browser, that's awesome. Yeah. Dang. All right, we'll keep, we'll try to get through these next couple stories pretty fast here, just because we've already gone on a bit. Uh, but uh, uh, the next top story is Meta. So I released um, something that allows Sats to affect ranking now. But basic the basic gist is before uh, the only thing that would affect ranking is like how many users voted on an item, and now if users now we can pull out a little more signal as to what users find valuable enough to spend money on. And we're hoping that, uh, increases the, uh, the quality of the front page by, um, really, uh, giving prominence to things that people find really valuable and, you know, using this very hard money, Bitcoin, and anyway, that was just kind of a small change. And I think it's consistent with like what people, th- like the way people, many people thought Stacker News worked. And so it was like nice, nice to do. And I think it will improve overall quality and hope, hopefully get people more tips too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good deal. But, uh, that little meta. And then uh, my, my top story, which I wanted to cover was uh, the Bitcoin Core uh, version 24 release. Um, Peter Todd, uh, tweeted about, or not tweeted, uh, posted on, on, on Stacker news about, uh, a little poll about 
uh, whether people are going to enable mempool full RBF. There's a bunch of uh, a controversy around this if if people don't know, but basically it's a it, Bitcoin 24 uh, creates a has a configuration option that allows you to uh, uh, treat every transaction as an RBF transaction in the mempool and allow it, even if it's not signaling RBF for you to uh, replace it in your mempool if it, if it is paying um, higher fees. And it's a bunch of controversy on the mailing list and stuff about it. But uh, I think it's, you know, it's great. It's great. It's just an option that give the, that they're giving people to um, to do this. I, I mean, I know, as you know, if you've ever been a person with a stuffed transaction that hasn't signaled RBF, like you'll you'll probably be very thankful this is there. Um, there are lots of like sides to this. I know, you know, there are prominent figures, specifically people who represent companies in some fashion or another, are against this change and making this easier for people to enable. People like John Carvalho and uh, I think Sergey from BitRefill, but uh, still, you know, kind of fun, fun little little bit of scandal. Um, yeah, this is above my pay grade. I, I have no idea what you guys are always yapping back and forth about with RBF. Um, maybe one day somebody will write a uh, really easy article on it. I mean, this is a pretty good. So this uh, this this section of the release notes that uh, Todd linked to mm-hmm. is pro- is a pretty good, like I- I'd say like layman's explanation of kind of what's going on and we don't have to like beat it to death. Yeah. Here, but uh, I'll check it out. Yeah. It's a, it's a good uh, little summary of, of it. And it's, it's just one of those things where I think what it's, it's called is like bike shedding where, uh, it's like such a small change that everyone has a really big opinion about it. Cause it's like really, it's like fairly easy to understand and, you know, not really complicated. So there's, you know, opinions just develop very easily around it. Um, uh, we'll get into supers, uh, super stat stacker news stat segment. Uh, <laughs> uh, miss super. Haven't, haven't seen him in a while. Hope he's doing well, but, um, uh, the top users for the week in terms of stackers, uh, John Attic stopped by for an AMA today. So he, he sent quite a few sats. Um, one of the top 10 uh, core contributors right now. Bitcoin Sanity stacked quite a bit for their uh, El Salvador post. Heisenberg for their Lightning implementation breakdown post. Um, me, who doesn't count, count. And then Michael Atwood for the AMA. But a uh, a number of uh, people stacking nice. this week, and then top spenders. Uh, I spent the most, uh, which seems seems to be kind of normal. I spend a lot on if I if I find good content, I spend a lot. I just uh, yeah. I think I think I'm probably the most desensitized to uh, this type of value for value naturally. Uh, um, uh, Stacker News spent quite a bit on. Uh, on the, I think the meme contest, they, we, we, uh, the, the top meme, uh, El Salvador visas foundation, Ben Carmen, um, lots of, lots of great spenders this week. Um, but that I think does it. Yeah. Do we have any That's boosts? 
Uh, we had a couple boosts, but no comments attached to them. And I got an anonymous one. And uh, blockchain boot. Not not here this week. I don't know what happened. Maybe know. he's like maybe he's like really into Thanksgiving. He's maybe like, maybe yeah. that's what it is. Blockchain boot is uh, is busy. He's probably busy. I've been following him on Domus, so um, so check out okay. all the blockchain boog updates there. <laughs> He's like our main, him and Super are like the main people that love the show. Everybody else is just like, what are they doing behind a yellow border? <laughs> yeah, they're like, what is? Who are these guys? Um, yeah. All right. How is Don? How is how is Noster? Is it? Uh, I haven't really been using it that much. I've been, you know, I've been busy at work, but. Um, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. We got a we got a Figma workshop uh, tomorrow at Pleb Lab, so gonna go rest up the rest of the day and um, get ready for uh, tomorrow and a long December. So, what about you? Excellent. Uh, I think we're actually we're actually eating our Thanksgiving dinner today. Oh, nice. Uh, we didn't have one yesterday, so we're gonna do that. And then, yeah, I guess it's may- maybe figure out how to relax. For a couple of days and then get back to work. I don't know, but um, nice. Happy holidays to you, Car, and yeah. all the stackers. I'm still dream- I'm still dreaming about your uh, Texas uh, brisket chili you made for our plebs giving last weekend. Um, oh, so good! I, I miss mixed, it too. I mixed that in with the with Carmen's buffalo chicken dip, dude. It's a, it's a good combo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was tasty. That whole that whole potluck was. Uh, amazing! Um, can you believe it? We're doing it. I can. I I cannot believe it. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a great weekend. We'll see you next time, stackers. Zap.